Welcome to 646. My name is Dawson McManus and we are super lucky today because Emily Burgess is here and that is very exciting for me because she is a ridiculous fucking guitar player. If you don't know who she is, shame on you. Hello. Welcome. Hi Dawson. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. On your show. It's uh, a privilege. <laughs> thank sure. you so much. I'm, I'm really, I am stoked to have you here because the first time we met was at the Aaron Theater um, and yep. you were playing with the 24th Street Whalers. Right. And you were playing... I believe it was that really sweet red 338. The 339? Was it the 339? Well, is it the one I have now? I don't know. Then it's, well, I've only had one Gibson. Okay, so, so it's probably that's that the one. one. That's the one then. Yeah. Okay. It's it's the smaller version of the, 335, of the 335. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 339. Oh, um, I got the numbers all screwed up. You're only one know, off. I don't know jack shit about guitars. I'm such a dummy. Well, yeah, it's just, it's basically just uh Smaller 335 and yeah. less expensive oh, by about a thousand dollars. So, oh, shit. that was a big bonus as well. Yeah, but I remember uh, you got up and played, and I was like, Holy shit! Because not only do you have great tone, but you play really extraordinarily well. Wow, and thank you. For anybody that has any misconceptions, tone does not solely come from your gear no. first and foremost it has to come from the hands if you got yeah. if you got shit hands you got shit tone that's, that's true that's so all there true. is to it yeah so. i agree with that and i i didn't even like know that for a long time i was just like well why isn't my amp producing the right you know quality here you know uh, but it is it's all it's all in your hands you can make a horrible guitar sound semi-decent if you're just playing well <laughs> yeah absolutely I've, I've seen lots of people do it yeah that being said i'm still not pleased with my tone i'm still working on it every day well, yeah but you should be though right <laughs> yes because then that way it's always getting better it's and never then, good enough and then the first time anybody hears you whoops sorry i'm banging the table will be a very similar experience that i have which is holy shit ah. this is crazy that's what i think about you dawson oh well thank you Yep, very much. I, I, I really do appreciate that because you you surprised not like and you're 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 pretty small and you're really self <laughs> or like soft spoken. Yeah. So you're very unassuming, and then the, just the first chord you hit, I was like, holy shit! Well, this is really crazy. That's a so, really good band too. So well, I was lucky yeah. to be a part of that for yeah, sure. That was. So, um, we'll actually, I do want to get back to that later, but I, uh, if we could kind of way, way rewind, um, I was hoping to talk to you about just kind of how you first got your, here's the washing machine. It's great. That's why I shouldn't do laundry right <laughs> before a show. Cause we're in the basement. You can hear the machine draining. Just wants to be heard like the rest of us. Right. Yep. It's got garbage tone though. <laughs> Terrible tone. I know. Yeah. God, it doesn't practice. <laughs> What a lazy piece of crap. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, um, what was it that, that got you interested in, I mean, obviously, you know, most people hear music and they're like, wow, that's awesome. But what made you want to actually do it? Like, Well, um, I always felt like I was like, I had something to do with music my whole life because I was, you know, put into piano when I was seven and... Even right. though that's not my prime instrument, it's I always thought, well, I'm, I'm a musician because I play the piano, and and right. my mom did, and and I thought she was the greatest piano player of all time, and she just played oh, okay. her church hymns and stuff. But I was just, you know, wow, my mom's the greatest. And then my dad, um, he just 
played music all the time. Like he didn't play right. an instrument, but he had the music going. Right, just all the time. Always. Yeah. Okay, so cool. that really, I always felt like a like, you know, music so, is my special thing. You know. Right. So very big music household then. Yeah, I would okay. say so. Even though, and and then then there was my oldest brother who played guitar, and okay. he's about ten years older than me. And again, I oh, thought wow. he's the greatest guitar player of all time. And sure. I just, you know, and he, I was very. Um, you know, it just it felt like, well, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to do this, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't always perfect though. I mean, I remember getting, not getting into, um, a music high school playing my saxophone and you sure. know, so that was a bit of a setback, but then because of that, because of not going to a music high school, I just got to start playing guitar and it was just all about having fun. Sure. You know, there was no pressure on it, but, but then again, I did immediately start putting pressure on it like as soon as i started playing guitar as soon as my mom would get me some lessons right i was like i'm gonna do this um like i know i'm gonna do this so i'm gonna have to like i already i like had a plan ready i was like i'm gonna have to practice three hours a day oh wow. you know um or yeah just how like, old were you when you kind of put that plan into place i was 14 Holy shit, yeah. that's really mature to, at 14 to go, I have to practice three hours. Because most yeah. teenagers are a little wishy-washy with their regiments. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But I think if you just decide that, and you have like the oh, influences, like, and right. at that time I just, I just started listening to music so intensely. And it, and I'm like, I'm sort of like right now embarrassed to say like what I was into at the time, but no, <gasps> nonetheless... Maybe a little Nickelback, and sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's what like that's what got me excited at that time. Yeah, totally. And it, it obviously morphed into like obviously all the influences I have today. But like I was just set on this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And it kind of helps as well to like I'm not trying to put myself down in any way, but if you're sort of like you know a little homely in high school and maybe you know not getting all the dates. Like all the other, I know what that feels like. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I started playing music. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I got to do something to attract the opposite sex exactly. because clearly La Fache is not doing the job. <laughs> it wasn't so. doing the job. I, I had to do something else. It 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 still never worked in high school, but at least I, you know, I had that, you know, well, going you, on. I don't know what you looked like in high school, but you're gorgeous now. Oh, stop so. it to you. Well, okay. but I'm sorry. I'll, I'm not trying to be weird. <laughs> <I> just no. <laughs> I, it was a, it was you know the the puberty phase wasn't always the nicest to me, but most most <laughs> kids are weird and yeah, awkward, very awkward looking when they're. I yeah. mean, there's you know there's always the freak cases where it's like, what? How, how come you get to look that way? Yeah. Why? You know, I was I was all of like four foot nine until about the time I was seventeen, and yeah. then I grew to the height I am now yeah. in a summer. So like even then, like none of my clothes fit, and I, I just looked, <laughs> I mean, I still look dopey as shit but i mean at least i can own it now yeah especially back in high school you know you're embarrassed about everything yeah you know and everything's the end of the world and yeah. oh my god exactly this person didn't call me back I, they wouldn't dance yeah. with me at the dance and... i didn't even get that far dawson oh okay <laughs> <laughs> no i was kidding but um but it was like yeah just and and then that just becomes part of your identity like sure. I'm a guitar player. Yeah. You know? And that's and you know, guitar lessons. Like the teachers started becoming like 
my biggest heroes. Like, sure. like ever. Like I've had a lot of teachers, but I have to really credit my first one. I took lessons at the guitar shop in Mississauga. Um, it's I don't know. Every kid went there, but um, <laughs> the teachers were just so good. It was just kind of like nice. you know a, a regular guitar shop, but. Mm-hmm teachers were top notch and and mine was just like his name was craig and he just i was like i want to be him right but female you know sure (laughs) that's so important to have a good teacher early on. oh it is it really is um at least for me my dad got my older brother and i started on guitar yeah um unfortunately we were able to exhaust what he could show us pretty quick but we were really like stubborn and just shitty and wouldn't go for lessons for a super long time so we kind of taught each other uh the the whole way through which is i mean maybe not the best approach when you don't know anything yeah yeah but um but just finding good teachers later in life i'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is so invaluable like i can't even believe what i've been missing out on because i i didn't start finding what I consider to be good music teachers until I got to Mohawk. Really? Yeah. So like it took me a long time to find good teachers um, that were like actual instructors, not just people that I was hanging. Now, Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of a different story too, is finding other musicians that are definitely like further ahead in the, in the craft than, than where I was currently at that were willing to show me stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I, I could credit that as a teacher, but not in the same way where you sit down in a lesson and it's scheduled. And yeah. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a little different. But, yeah, definitely. But, but that's but awesome that's that you great. were able to find that so early, though. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, it was it was the, the highlight of every week. Just, yeah. you know, going to my lesson. I was always, like, so scared, too. I was like, oh, I got to play this song I've been working <laughs> on. And I could never do it well, either. It's like, I'd get to the lesson, I would just be... T- I'd be crap, right? But I worked so hard on it. But uh, I think they saw I was trying. <laughs> sure. Well, and so. I think I think most teachers, because I I know I certainly do, and I'm sure you do too, because you teach as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's pretty easy to take into account that somebody's got issues with nerves. Oh, definitely. Right. It's easy. When and you can and you can tell too if someone's been practicing, even if the nerves are getting in the way. Oh yeah. You can see, just physically the way that their hands are moving. It's like yeah, you you've worked this from last week mm-hmm. and there's no way that you couldn't have yeah you know, it's, so. and, and if they're doing better i mean yeah definitely yeah. and it and it's funny i don't find like if they're taking it super seriously that's when they're getting nervous right yeah it's when they don't you know seem to care too much which is fine it was like i think about myself in like piano lessons like not caring yeah. but it's like you know the the nerves come from caring a lot which yeah. is which you ha- always have to appreciate for sure oh, for sure mm-hmm. totally what was your if you don't mind me asking what was your first guitar because i oh. i always love asking guitar players that because everybody yeah has such a fond memory of it even if it was a piece of firewood mm-hmm. you know? so. which it usually was <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm no different there like i had a i don't know if you ever heard of a jay terser oh yes i know <laughs> i'm very familiar with jay terser yeah yeah. That's a funny story too because like <laughs> my mom was always the one like if I wanted something she usually provided my dad was sort of more, you know, oh, are you are you going to practice, you know, right. I don't I don't know. A little more frugal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> but um uh so like when I first started taking lessons like my like I I didn't even have a guitar yet. I right. had to drive my mom would drive me to my brother's house. So we could pick up his guitar and take it to my lesson. Then I had to return it. And so my only chance to practice was was going to his place. And wow. so, yeah. And I think about teaching lessons today of a kid, like, 
if their parents wouldn't even give them a guitar and be like, come on. Yes. <laughs> but, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. That's crazy. So it, yeah, but it'd been like three months and I was so into it still. Right. And like I said to my mom, oh, well, I got to get a music book. So can you take me to the store? Um, and she did. She took me and so we, we found the music book when I, of course, I sauntered over to the guitar section and right. uh, and just started, you know, looking at the guitars. And of course, I had to start playing one and she could just see that. That's what it... Yeah. And, and, done deal. Yeah. yeah. She, she could see the, you know, this is what I wanted to do. And so she bought me the guitar. And uh, we came home with it. And nice. my dad wasn't too impressed. But he, sure, but... It didn't take too long for him to not uh, mind anymore. Yeah. And I, and I shouldn't paint my dad in, in uh, like, a bad way at all. He's the most supportive um Oh, for sure. Parent. But, I mean, like anybody, if you know, if you're making a couple hundred dollar investment... You know, exactly. folks want to know, like, yeah. is this is this kid going to take it seriously? Especially mm-hmm. when you said you're 14? Yeah. Especially at 14. Like, yeah. There's so many examples of teenagers getting excited about something, and then about a week later, oh. they couldn't give a shit. So exactly, I yeah. totally understand why he mm-hmm. might be a little yeah. hesitant. Right? And he just wanted me to work for it, I guess. Yeah, you know? totally. So, and to, I, to prove I, it. I did, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Did you get an amp with it, too? I did. I got a little uh, trainer, which oh, is yeah. funny because I play a trainer now. But it was just a little, like, I don't know, 5 watt, if there is. Is there 5 watt? Yeah, I think Probably. There yeah, there must be. <laughs> it must have been because it was tiny. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a little, little trainer. A little 5-inch speaker in it, maybe? Uh, yeah, probably. I can't even remember now. Maybe uh, 10. I'm not sure. Uh. But uh, it was, it was, I took it. I was happy. That's awesome. It was great. Did it have a drive channel and everything too, or drive was it? Channel? It might have. Jeez, like now I'm trying to remember. I I think it did. Okay. I think it did because I I think I would always just you know crank the gain to ten and yeah, see what it could do. Yeah, try to try to sound like any of the records that you're idolizing yeah, at the time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember the first time uh, we got an amp because Dad had an acoustic forever, and it just. The action was terrible on it and hurt like hell to try to play. Yeah. But um, when Devin and I asked about guitars, like electric guitars, luckily our dad had always wanted electric guitars. So he went out and um, uh, he got a, a Fender Deluxe amp, uh, just the just nice. 112s. Um, and then he also got he got a Strat and a Jagmaster. The Jagmaster is still actually in that nice. stand. So that those were our first electric guitars. Sweet. <clears throat> which is kind of <laughs> spoiled in a way. Um, but, um, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. Um, but just having really high quality gear, I think not only made it really exciting and yeah. made us want to play them all the time, mm-hmm. but there was also this little added dash of guilt where it's like, I spent all this money. <laughs> yeah. You guys better play them. Yeah, that's good. So, so See, it was know? very much just could never put them down. I remember the first time we discovered the, uh, the channel select right and, and just <laughs> oh man yeah and had all that gain just cranked out of me like oh, it sounds like and yeah. i mean obviously nothing we were doing sounded like zeppelin but we thought that that <laughs> you know yeah. it had that crunch so yep. we were deluded and thinking they sounded like zeppelin and deep purple and stuff oh yeah and, oh, so exciting the first time you hear that you're like oh my god it's exactly. rock and roll exactly yeah yeah everything this... sounds a little better <laughs> yeah absolutely Although actually, all all your mistakes kind of get like <laughs> buried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like just sort of smooth things sometimes. Yeah. Or it can make it like way louder and sound way worse. It could go either way. Could right? go either yeah. way. That's very true. <laughs> uh, something our dad did, and to his credit, I think, is uh, he he took the whammy bars 
away. Mm. He he uh, he hid them, and he also took the uh, he took the the foot switch for the channel select. I mean, you you can still hit the channel select on the amp, but he took the foot switch away and hid it too. That's good. And he's like, "You guys can have this stuff back when you don't need it anymore." So cool. Yeah. I thought that was a very cool. Like at first, we're like, "Eh, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> but in in hindsight, and I, it didn't take long to discover that he really did do us a favor. So yeah, he was probably doing himself a favor too with the whammy bar, because oh, yeah. otherwise popping strings all over the place. Yeah, or you're hearing all day like, just wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. like if a student has a whammy bar, you're not getting a lot, a lot yeah. done that day. Just like, uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Enough with the whammy bar, kid. <laughs> really like those dive bombs, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Could you not just do it with the open strings? Maybe play a note with it or something? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Can we work those triads again, please? Please. Yeah. Uh, that's sick. How uh, Did you play in bands in high school then? Um, One. One, yeah? I was more of the closet guitarist. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I just sort of practiced and practiced and you know like like you know I, I would talk to other guitar players and i would i would maybe go jam but not very often i was really right. more to myself type thing in grade 11 though i did have my first band nice um, and uh and yeah like i i actually like started this thing at school called jam fest because i just wanted to play probably i was right, like yeah. i want to do my first show so i'm gonna start this up and that was yeah and it was just a trio it was i was on guitar i can't remember what we played it, it was just one show right one, one show. <laughs> but, but i yeah i don't know how well that show went but it was a start yeah you know everybody's got to play a first show right yeah and it's usually terrible yeah I my think... first show was brutal <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's sort of got to go that way. I just yeah. remember it starting out with me playing Thunderstruck. Nice. Like, when we're talking about this gain stuff, right? I think yeah, I had yeah. the gain up. And I think I was nervous, of course. Sure. And so you know how it is. And so it just sort of, you can imagine what Thunderstruck sounds like with, you know, a lot of gain and a nervous little 15-year-old. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. But, yeah. But it was an experience. That's you know. great. Do you remember what the name of the band was? I do, actually. I was just thinking it was... I don't know. I can't remember where this came from, but it was called Death by Pinocchio. Okay. Yeah, I think, like... <laughs> I think it was supposed to be Death by Pinocchio. Somehow that got changed to Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, well. That's very strange. So that was the band. Yeah. So were you, guys, trio. Like, were you guys really influenced by super heavy music then? No. Well, like... The bass, you know, I think the the best uh, one of us was the bass player. She was she was playing bass and she was doing the vocals and she oh, cool. she was the real talent of that band for sure. Right. And I think the I female let me kill my stir. Yes, nice. exactly. <laughs> um, we did like about a girl by Nirvana. I remember oh, right we did on. something That's by the Offspring. Team. We did some Beastie Boys. I know very cool stuff like that. Was it was it an all female trio too? No, the drummer was male. Okay. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I think one of our songs trained wrecked for sure at mm. one point. But you know what? That happens. Let's just remember the good stuff. Right. <laughs> well, in a way, you're kind of lucky. Like, there's there's no there's no recording of it floating Thank around. Thank God. Oh, oh man. Okay. There, there are some out there I know of myself where I'm just like, oh, I wish I could just not have that up there. But right. then again, I just sort of think, meh. 
Yeah. Who cares? Totally. I actually have a VHS tape of the first show I ever played. Really? And it is atrocious. Is it? It's all oh, no dude, way. It's I bet it's good. It's really. It's. <laughs> It's not. I, I wish the people could see the, my face, the face I was making yeah. when I was like, shaking. Mm, what were it's, you singing? Um, a little bit. Uh, it was mostly. You've met my brother Devin, right? I have. Okay. Yeah, I think I've met him, and I, I've heard, I've seen him play. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good guitar yeah. player. Um, he was doing the bulk of the vocals, and I was doing a little bit of uh, like doubling, and um, and I, I sang a tiny, tiny bit of lead. But this was also well before. Um, I actually understood that I was even singing off key. Like I didn't right. even realize at the time that yeah. my pitch was garbage. So <laughs> uh, it was, um, but um, same thing, right? You got to start somewhere. Yeah, of course. And uh, our cousin was on drums. So it was, it was a family band, which was kind of cool. Yeah, um, that's cool. But uh, I remember, and I, I've talked about this once before on the show, at least once, um, that I had this really great memory of it because almost all of our friends showed up to our very first show. So there's like 80 people there. Wow. And um, now when I say all of our friends, I mostly mean all of our cousins' friends because I was a loser. And uh, (laughs) and my older brother had a handful of friends. But Devin and I had also, we'd only been in Ontario for like a year. So we didn't really know a whole ton of people. And I had long hair and I listened to quote unquote old people music. So I didn't fit in super well. Right. Um, so I think also like a handful of them came out because they were just hoping that we'd fall on our faces. Oh. I'm almost convinced that at least half of them showed up with with a hope of, of failure. Um, <laughs> and luckily wow. we were able to trick them well enough because ev- like after every song, everybody just lost their minds and totally a, like a huge applause and stuff. And we're like, oh, this is so amazing. And then... Um, Years and years and years went by, and I'd never seen a copy of the tape. Mm-hmm. And then one of them just surfaced. I think my, cause my uncle filmed it, and I think he may maybe have been the one that gave it to me. And I put it on. I was like, oh, God, this is so <laughs> abysmal. Like, I can't even think of a word to describe it properly. But they it was, loved it. Yeah, they did, which is, I mean, so I guess in that regard, it was yeah. successful. The energy was there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it was just so bad. But uh, it's I like that though in a way because it it reminds you where you came from yeah and um, also uh, just like for teaching and stuff it, it helps to remember that you know is it for some students it's gonna take a little while yeah for it's good to get that perspective yeah when you're just you're like why why can't they just get it right now I don't what understand do you, mean you don't you know? understand yeah I explained this to any of my other musician <laughs> friends and they told like all I have to yeah. do is give them the intervals and we can just yeah there we go the tune starts playing itself almost yeah so it's it's nice to kind of get that reminder that oh yeah right that's yes i forgot exactly sometimes oh. what i do sometimes i try to uh like if 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 you ever try to like play your guitar the wrong way like left-handed, oh, left-handed. and then you're like this would be really hard right this like imagine if if you had to start you know what i mean like yeah, yeah okay this yeah. is totally get it some practice was done yeah. to, to get here yeah or picking <laughs> up a new instrument is another yeah. way because uh i mean and we'll I'd, I'd like to get to this more but you've you've started recently um i guess in the last year and a bit how long have you been with the webbers now Oh, uh, two years. Two years. Oh, a bit shit. over two years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time's flying. Time has been flying. Yeah. <laughs> but just through that act, yeah. you've, you've had to step outside the comfort zone. Yeah. In a big way, and big I, I, I do want to come back to that, but okay. just to you know Definitely. touch on that kind of idea of you know, 
mm-hmm. like playing a, a left-handed guitar or or playing a guitar upside down or something it's like oh this is really screwy yeah so yeah definitely yeah, yeah. i totally get that um how soon after high school did you go to humber right away right away yeah. just straight out of right high up. school right, yeah. right in i think i was 17 when i was there to Holy start shit. I, w- I was probably turning 18 i guess but i was 17 at the start so wow yeah oh, how old are you i'm 29 oh okay so yeah. you're oh so i'm OAC. old <laughs> <laughs> you're younger than me so let's oh. let's let's be careful with that old word um <laughs> sorry i didn't sorry. know that sorry <laughs> Did you, did you think I was younger than you? We might have been the same age. Okay. Well, I'm I'm two years older than you. I'm ah, 31. That's so, nothing. We're no, all the same. Not, yeah, I know, yeah. right? We're 80s kids. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Once someone's born in the 90s, then you can start to say, "Oh, we're mm. not. We're not the same." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, do you remember my pet monster, or is that is that too far? I remember. Gone? He, what is that again exactly? I didn't get all the the big toys when I was young. I usually got like one, and that was it. But. Sure. Well, it was a cartoon. Oh, it was? It was a cartoon show first. Shows and you then, what I know. Uh, that's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Um, I was just going to say, just in case you remembered it from the 80s, I still have um, the life-sized My Pet Monster kind of stuffed animal yeah. sort of thing in the uh, in the game slash workout room. I was, I was really excited to show it to you, but, uh, then, but no. then you're like, nah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Well, people uh. are generally <laughs> appalled but what I, by uh, what me. I don't know. As far as like movies and shows and stuff, like I just saw E.T. the other day. Oh, really? What'd you think? It was great. I, I think like I think you, when you were if you were there at the time, it might have had a bigger impact. And, sure. But it was a great movie. But I was criticized for that comment of, uh, you know, this it. is a ten out of ten. You know, right. bottom line. But sure. Well, yeah, yeah but it, you know, um, just recently, um, I've been a massive fan of the Back to the Future franchise right. since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I mean. Even the very first one took place in 1985, and that was the year I was born. There so even just with that association, I'm like, ah, it's yeah. A sign. yeah. Yeah. Um, Amber had never seen any of them up until, I think, about a year ago, and I showed her the first one. And have you seen the Back to the Future movies? I don't think so. No? Oh, okay. Uh, there's a scene where Michael J. Fox's character, Marty McFly, yeah. is playing... Oh, see, I don't want to ruin it for you because there's this great moment. Just you can't. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's he's playing Johnny Be Good on a three three five. Oh, nice. And I saw that when I was a kid, and something about that just stuck. Yeah. Right. And it's also it's it's very science fictiony, mm-hmm. and it, it deals with a lot of pop culture stuff with a whole lot of rock and roll, and yeah. all just there's Star Wars and Star Trek references in the movie, which I'm. A big fan of that stuff as well. Yeah. So we're watching this flick, and Amber just slowly kind of looks over at me. She goes, "You make a lot more sense now." This, <laughs> yeah. so like between this Ghostbusters and Spaceballs, oh. I I understand you. Nice. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen cool. years, and it's you know <laughs> through these weird movies that I make her watch. She's like, "Okay, right." You know what? You're not as funny as I thought you were because you're just quoting shit. You're not actually coming up with anything. Yeah, lifting the material. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know. I'm, all of my originality kind of stops at the uh, at the fringes of music, and even then. I uh, just kind of recycle the shit I like. I think we all do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear a Cordy invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, wow, that was a weird tangent. I'm sorry. No, no. Humber, straight out of high school. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So y- your theory was obviously pretty good and you could read and stuff by the time high school was done. Uh, or at least to an extent. Yeah. Well like, enough to get into Humber. You know what? They recommended you take this RCM theory course. Okay. Right? That's what they recommended, If you know. And I was like, okay, you know. Being, like, young like that, I was like, Mom, I have to take this course, so sign me up, you know? Sure. <laughs> That's what they said to do. And I was already in the RCM with piano and stuff, so... Um, uh, yeah, so I took this theory course, and it actually, like, it really gave all the foundation yeah. um, I needed. And then reading, like, I wasn't great, but, like, like I was acceptable. Yeah, good enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm probably, like not too much higher than the level i was when i auditioned <laughs> which is sad you know what i'm neither am i i you know i i had to learn enough to keep up in school and yes, then exactly. once when school was over everything was either like just super quick makeshift charts that yep. are good enough for you and your bandmates to understand if you're the one making the charts for your bandmates yeah or everything else was just lift and memorize yeah so use your ears and just yeah and yeah there's benefits to to both oh, to totally. everything it's probably good to to know how to do everything um but uh i just found like i i wasn't needing to use reading after yeah uh, college so yeah so i didn't <laughs> yeah well totally and especially because um now when you were in humber um is that's that's how you got hooked up with the whalers yes. right yeah do you want to do you want to talk about that yeah sure um i guess it was like I had been at the school for three years because I was getting a diploma, but then I decided I would, wanted to get a degree uh, instead. And so to do that, you had to take this bridging course in the summer right. to, to do a summer school thing. Mm. And uh, Lindsay Beaver was doing the same thing. Right. So that's how we met. Um, so we were because it was like a small, like there's like eight people in this class right. in the summertime. So we met through that and we just, uh, yeah, we just slowly started playing more together and then her now husband mike was in the program too you you know mike archer yeah yeah um and yeah like and i guess we were still you know in third year degree and then fourth year degree and we just i don't know we just were playing together a lot and and then like i guess she had started up the whalers with jesse whiteley you know him and he went to humber and and john wong and uh they had another guitar player to start, um, and I think it just a month later it just because we didn't pan out. With I guess guy. not. Yeah, and so and I knew him too, and and he was happy to to suggest me, and they they had me, and we yeah we just sort of started from the bottom and played your way. Huh? Yeah, like as far mm-hmm. as I mean, like having gigs and stuff. Oh, like for it. sure. And uh, Lindsay was really, you know gung-ho on on getting us out there and yeah she always i think she always had a vision for it and was you know constantly mm-hmm. promoting and just th- looking for our avenues of like how to how to make it sure you know and i think it started with like i think the first big break was winning the toronto blue society talent search okay yeah for sure that was a big break i think mm-hmm. because that got us into the studio it got us uh what else did it get us? <laughs> I can't remember. It just clearly there was, some notoriety. Yeah, well, it started that out right. Just yeah. you know, we just started building up the gigs and started touring, and we just sort of like went to all the things we needed to go to, like the folk alliance things, sure. like all those conferences. We were at everything pretty much, and and I think a lot of that was like Lindsay pushing that, like, and she was really directing it, and yeah. um, she's a you know had a good vision and. Um, 
yeah, we just worked our way up and made all the connections and then, and, but then, uh, you know, after touring a lot, it was sort of taking a toll on me personally. Sure. Like it was on everyone, but I, I can only speak for myself. Of course. Um, but I just like, I found like, I didn't want to tour more than we were. I wanted to tour right. less. Right. You know, I didn't want to tour year round. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I decided to leave the band mm-hmm. because they wanted to tour more and more. And that's what they're doing too. Yeah. They're, they yeah, keep, yeah. they're, they're just on the road all the time. Right. So I think it's for the best for everyone. Sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, and, and touring can be tough, you know? Um, yeah. You're, you know, you're away from home all the time. Mm-hmm. You, and I think a big misconception is too, is that people think you're doing a lot of sightseeing and stuff and you're really, <laughs> you're not. Well, you're like you look out the window of your yeah of your sometimes you can your, yeah 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 sometimes depends on how long you're going to be in one spot but yeah for the most part it, you see everything at the window of a bus or or at the window of a hotel room exactly yeah that's true so i mean i have to say like touring like i've seen a lot of amazing things done a lot of amazing things had mm. like t- the time of my life sure um on the road and like like we drove everywhere like we Man, we drove to Yellowknife. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's a, that's a hell of a drive. Yeah, like yeah. across Canada, like many yeah. times, and then in the states too. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place, and uh, but yeah, and you can do a lot, but sometimes, sometimes you can't. Sometimes, yeah, you're just passing sure. through. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, for whatever you know, you just need to to do what what's gonna make you happy. And, you oh, know, totally. Yeah, totally. And you know, if you're if you're not feeling it, you know you probably not playing as well or just like or just yeah sorry you have to have the dirt like you have to be like forward momentum no matter what if you're not there then you're bringing everyone else down too yeah 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 and so you have to just and if you're gonna start i don't know you just have to you just have to look to the few you have to like want the band to really go somewhere and you have you want to be with it all the time and, and see it go there but if you if you're not seeing that vision then you gotta do what's best oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely like i you know there was a there's a band that i was touring with for a while and um now i mean i i feel like you really enjoy the blues because you still yeah. play it oh, yeah. so at least in that regard like you know you were playing a genre that you're a fan of i was with this group that i didn't even like the music oh that's no good no yeah. and <laughs> so <laughs> uh, by the time my uh my time with them to either say yeah i'll go again or um, mm-hmm. i'm out yeah i, I opted out because it just just wasn't ex- same thing really i mean well maybe not exactly the same thing but same sort of principle it's like i can't see myself doing this right anymore so right. i gotta change mm-hmm. otherwise i'm gonna bring the whole thing to a place that it you know shouldn't be and yeah. so i was like okay i'm out i'm done thanks guys yeah. i'm gonna go um in terms of the blues, though, because you were saying, like, when you first started playing, you were mm-hmm. maybe more into stuff along the lines of Nickelback, and and that was really the only example you gave. Okay, yeah, well, How, that did, was a few months, okay? A few no, months. that's cool. Like, what was some of the early, early, early stuff that actually make you, made you want to pick up? an instrument in the first place and then how did that bridge into clearly a more like blues and soul and r&b and roots kind of music how did that transition happen like where did it start and how did it transition uh i think it was yeah it would have and i'm just gonna start in high school yeah with like you know i was listen i was kind of into the nickelback thing at the time uh but that quickly morphed into like um 
90s grunge right where yeah, i was yeah. literally that was that was it like stone temple pilots yeah uh rage against the machine Soundgarden, yeah. smashing pumpkins alice in chains like yeah all that stuff like i that was yeah and i was telling you before how my dad was frugal and stuff but <laughs> but when it came to going to a used cd store oh nice i could literally pile the cds as high as i wanted and he was he was good he was with cool. it like yeah. he just wanted me to have all the music that nice. i wanted and so and so like it's funny i i always think it's weird i mean i like a lot of different types of music sure. but while i'm like you know i might go from like rage against the machine straight to stevie ray vaughn straight to the beatles and straight to stevie wonder like i just love it all right yeah well and no reason not to if it's if it's well played and there's and they're good songs yeah then genre is irrelevant i believe yeah you know like when i was i think i was like 15 or 16 my two favorite songs for that year i'm pretty sure it was grade 11 my two favorite songs were creeping death by metallica Mm -hmm. and um Time in a Bottle by Jim Crochet. Okay. Right? Which are pretty... Yeah. Pretty different. Different ends kinda, of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. You know, <laughs> considerably more aggression on one end than the other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and and then, again, anything in between. And, like, Rage Against the Machine was huge for me. Like, Tennessee yes. was, like, my idol. That Actually, cool. that first self-titled record where mm-hmm. the, the monks lit himself yes. on fire in yeah. Tiananmen Square. Um, that album was the first time I was able to... Um, I mean, I was also, I was pretty baked, uh, but, uh, I got stoned and listened to it with my older brother and I was able to differentiate between the bass line and the guitar line. Cool. And it was, I mean, and I'm not trying to necessarily promote drug use, but <laughs> I'd never been able to do that before I got stoned and sat down and listened to that record. Right. And it's like, and I remember the moment and I went, oh my God, I hear it. I cool. hear it. That's great. And I totally understand what's happening. And it was the two Know Your Enemy. Well, I was just thinking of that because that guitar line is kind of a bass line. Yeah, isn't it? very yeah, much you know? that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was like coming out of the guitar solo. You yeah. know when the guitar still does the... Uh, yeah. So it was doing that while the main riff was still being played by the bass. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh shit. There you go. I get it. And that's when like the idea of lifting started to become a, a legitimate reality right which was very exciting that's cool um did you do you do you have a, a memory like that when you're like i can hear it and now i can start figuring stuff out like really yeah. figuring stuff like and not like because when i first started to learn by ear it was hit a million wrong notes until i found the right ones <laughs> yeah. right yeah. and then after that moment it got progressively i mean it didn't just Right. instantly change but it got progressively easier and easier and easier after i was able to differentiate between different instruments mm-hmm. which is embarrassing that it took me till 14 no. you know no way. but um oh god i just admitted that i was 14 when i got high oh, <laughs> oh no well, i hope your parents aren't listening uh, they, <laughs> they know i'm just i'm i'm afraid that a student will stumble onto this oh right Oh, well, well. I, yeah, me too. No, I'm um, <laughs> hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Whoops. Now, um, yeah, lifting. Like, you know what? The, my first experience with that was watching my guitar teacher uh, lift songs in, oh, in front okay. of me that I wanted to learn. And like, he he always it was so funny because the first few lessons he just kept saying, "Bring in some CDs of stuff you like." 
that right. you want to learn. I just didn't understand. I was like, why does he want me to bring in CDs? Like, what's he going to do with them? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, he, I didn't, I literally had no idea. So yeah, I guess yeah. I just like brought in my Nickelback CD, you know, I was like, I listened to this, you know, and I, you know, what song do you like? And he put it on and he just, he would figure it out by right. ear, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on right now? Like, I just. Witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that was my introduction to like, this can be done. Right. And, um, and yeah, so I, you know what? I think it's a long process. And like for a long time, it was bring it into the teacher. They'll do it. But slowly but surely you start to like notice patterns. Right. And, um. And learning like the pentatonic scale when we're talking about, or yeah. the blues pentatonic, whatever. One note different. But like now, when you say the blues pentatonic, you mean like the the minor pentatonic, but with the flat five. Yeah. Chromatic. I say like walkthrough. minor pentatonic and blues scale. They're so similar, just one note different. But sure. Uh, so whatever, which whichever one. Whichever. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> box shape. You know. Yep. Um I remember that like. I think it started with blues stuff where, like, I think I had Eric Clapton's from the Cradle album, which is just, like, a nice. lot of blues jams, and I was just, you just put it on and jam to it all day. Yeah, totally. um, but, like, to figure out the key, it was, like, um, you know, like you were saying, just find the note. Yep. And then once you know, you know, well, this, I think this is the note, then, then you just play the scale off that note, and yep. then you start, you know, playing your crappy blues licks and stuff. And, sure. And... And that's how I started to, like, know what key it's in and, like, I can play this solo here. And then just gradually, I think it's a really gradual process of just being able to figure anything out. Yeah. Just because you just start to know the guitar and just... Yeah, totally. You understand, like, what sounds occur where. Yeah, and, yeah, and you you know what scales are being used, you know, you almost know, like... You know when you hear a G to D to A. I'm sorry, like you you know yeah. when you hear that, and and you can you can just figure anything out um, if you just you just develop your ears, I guess. Yeah, totally. I I can't fully remember you know the whole process, but sure. I do remember always just trying to find that scale so I could play my blues licks. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Okay, so from Nickelback to <laughs> oh, to the grunge. So then, how did the grunge like now? Because a lot of grunge stuff actually does you know have a lot of blue like shit even um Mm -hmm. um you were talking about nirvana earlier Mm -hmm. um the live unplugged in new york yeah um he does uh in the pines right right um Mm -hmm. i think he changed the title to where did you sleep last night yeah my girl my girl yeah yeah, yeah. that's right Mm -hmm. yeah that lead belly tune so is like was that kind of how you like just those hearing those maybe blues influences in in grunge is that no no it was it was literally just like my dad played the music right oh, so okay. like it was just like right away into stevie ray vaughn nice it was just like i just you know that began so my love he, affair he yeah. was the gateway drug then i stevie think ray? so i would yeah. say like i know like it's the stuff's always being played so you're aware of it sure but then when like my dad puts on this tape and and like this was a good guitar player, you know, and right. and I just really liked the music. I think it was like Cold Shot and Scuttle Button, nice, and, um, Honey Bee, and yeah, and like I was just right away, I love this. And and nice. once you like get that idol, yeah, then that's your that's just your goal, right? That's so funny yeah. that because I was I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna ask, but I was like, I'll, I'll bet dollars to donuts it's Stevie Ray because you to start fucking for sure. play like. Like, some of the stuff you pull out really sounds, like, even sometimes I'm, your tone is super Stevie Ray-esque. Like, well, that's a big compliment, and, like, I, that he had the, the tone of the gods. Oh, but, yeah. Um, 
yeah, he, like, you know, it was definitely to start, it was him, and forever will he will always be just, you know, my guitar hero. And, right. Like, obviously, I've listened to a ton of music at this point. Of course. And, but I will always, always yeah. love Stevie. I think everybody's got, like, a few, like, a handful of those idols that they will just forever come back to. Yeah. When it's like, I've gone around the sun a couple of times for you know with whatever genre yeah. whatever players exactly. but then every time like for for me for bass john paul jones right is one of the guys that i just keep Coming every back. single time i'm like you know what i just i love the bass line and live and love and made i can listen to that <laughs> all day yeah you know so, so stuff kind of like that so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's cool that it's that it's stevie ray because sometimes yeah. sometimes like i mean obviously there's a lot of other players that at least when I listen to you, I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds sort of akin to X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. But then sometimes, like, if you're just, like, riding one really gnarly <laughs> band, yeah. it's like, oh, that's so Stevie, and it's yeah. really juicy, and mm-hmm. and I love it. And it, actually, something that was really cool was I hadn't heard you, like, really shred on an acoustic up until <laughs> quite recently. Like, I've, like... Because most of the time when you're playing acoustic stuff, you're, you're just kind of doing like cool, very cool rhythm stuff and like yeah. little licks mm-hmm. here and there, but not really like tearing the ass out of it the same way you do on the electric. It's kind of hard to do on the, well, yeah. Well, yeah, it, of course. With but, these girlish hands of mine. Oh. <laughs> For, yeah, well, I don't know. For anybody that's heard you play knows that that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um but you were doing you you played the hurricane uh the leads on the hurricane and it yeah. was insanity well, it was so good that was, that was a that was like a spur of the moment thing i thought i was just doing the harmony vocals but apparently <laughs> i had to and you know what i i appreciate the compliment i was literally just like oh i got to like do some ripping in a minor and that's all sure. i know but uh, the actual solos on that song with the violin are so like they're just incredible and if i could do anything close to that maybe i'd be okay but you know i was just you know (laughs) i'm just trying to try to do something here fill some space (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know i thought it what was funny because like humphrey and i were standing listening to you play just like jesus fucking christ because i can't remember what part of the tune it was but you were playing this like really insane repeating lick that was super fast was it well yeah, I thought so. I mean, for my slow ass hands, it was pretty fast. So, I was. Uh, I mean, I'm always thoroughly impressed every time you play. But that that was surprising because I hadn't, like I said, I haven't really heard you tear on an acoustic before. Because exactly like you were saying too, yeah. is it's it's harder. You know, this yeah. string height's usually higher. The string gauge is yeah. considerably thicker. There's pro. I don't know if you have a cut- do you have a cutaway on yours or not? I do, and you, honest, okay. honestly, I'm gonna be honest here and say that my acoustic is probably one of the easier acoustics to play. It's very nicely set up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's so you know, there's that. But yeah, I just probably went to a few stock licks and <laughs> and went with them. Sometimes stock is what's called for. Yeah. Right? So. Well, honestly, I've I've just been like discovering recently just how important rhythm guitar is. Yeah. And like, and so like going to like fast stuff or whatever, doing like leads, like that's what I really focused on for a long time. Sure. But net, but man, 
the hardest thing to do is play good rhythm guitar and i'm working on that every day because it's like i i maybe it's because i just never like really zoned in on it It was always like i'm gonna play the lead you know yeah yeah Um, but man it's hard and so i try to focus on that all the time that's so funny because i totally like at least for guitar i totally went the other direction yeah i was terrified to play leads okay because devin was the lead player right always Mm -hmm. right or or somebody else and i just i always felt super intimidated by playing leads and stuff so i just just like i'm just gonna make sure that my rhythm is just insanely in the pocket and i'm just gonna stick to that and i i think it also came a little bit easier just due to playing so much bass where if you're not locked into the drummer they're gonna hate you Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm on that kick or, or on whatever, you That's know, whatever great. I'm supposed to be locked into. So I, I kind of went. So I, I'm always super impressed by leads because I have a much harder time with them, right. especially composing a lead. Because, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned this before, um, that anytime I try to compose a lead, at least the first like four or five drafts sounds like a walking baseline. I'm like, God damn it. That's not what <laughs> I'm trying funny. to do. Like, shit. Okay, let's... It's like, yes, I'm outlining the chord and I'm playing the changes and that's cool, but that's, this, that's is, this is a different instrument and it shouldn't, it shouldn't sound like this. That's funny. So, uh, so it's, it's this weird, like trying to separate my mind from it. Yeah. So, so then I guess, sorry to, come back off that crazy tangent um (laughs) um so blues has just always been around then yeah i think so nice but when you start playing guitar it's like a very accessible style to play just going and then and then i'll solo on that for 12 hours sure (laughs) so that's i think it's just you could be creative with it and uh yeah yeah. well it's it, it is a really cool genre for doing so much with so little mm-hmm. in, a, in a big yeah. way because like so much of that genre really is one four five i mean yeah. obviously there's tons of stuff that isn't you got variations but, all over the place but yeah, yeah one four but, five is the, the foundation yeah for sure. and yeah. and to be able to have thousands literally thousands of songs that are just one four five yeah regardless of key yeah you know and like like and, and then so much of the time i'll, I'll like the one, the four, and the five are played as dominant chords. Yep. So it's like you got the same intervals through these three chords, and just, but there's like the possibilities are almost endless with it, which yep. is really crazy. And something is, at least to someone that doesn't know what's happening, just changing the groove yeah. to a one, four, five makes it a completely different beast. Yep. You know, you go from a swing to a shuffler to like a really like straight that, funk that, yeah bone diddly whatever yeah or you There's... take it to that really trippy like kind of six eight groove sure yeah slow it way the fuck down and all of a sudden you know it's a totally different animal again it's endless I, yeah which is such a like when you were just saying it's easy to be creative in in that mm-hmm. environment i totally agree yeah um and it's and it's just fascinating to how much can be done with seemingly on paper if you were just go this is your chord progression and you can cycle that through 12 keys yeah. and then you can, you know, you could leave it uh, dominant or minor, you know, it's like, sure. oh, you know, it's like, wow, really? That's, that's it. That seems restrictive. And it's, 
no. not and at the all. soloing possibilities are that's oh. what i love is, is yeah. you can pretty much do whatever you want you yeah. can play you can play the chromatic scale as long as you resolve it fuck yeah right yeah. that's like <laughs> so, every one of my bass lines <laughs> yeah <laughs> ever just, i'm just chromatic all yeah. over the goddamn place it's interesting i like it i i like those like interesting different sounds like i like lots of note usage like i have to say like my least favorite thing maybe to listen to is like just the blues scale over a blue like if it, I, mean, <laughs> I know what you mean i mean like using stock like yep. i'm guilty of doing that obviously we all but, are, but like man if you, i just like <laughs> i just like it to be out there like weird yeah. you know tritones you know yeah. chromatic movement and yeah. really outlining the chords and stuff uh-huh. so yeah but i mean like like just in terms of being guilty of stock like i don't know how many tunes i've gone right what else are you gonna do sometimes like yeah it's gotta it needs that yeah because sometimes people are like you played a lot of fucking flat fives in that last tune man do you want to just root three five six through that for me that would be that would be nice i'd appreciate that like yeah three five six yeah yeah so yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of the the genre too, um, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, because for me, the band that got me started was Zeppelin. Yeah. And I mean, Christ, like Zeppelin won the only tune that wasn't already like just a, a blues song that they kind of reappropriated was Good Times Bad Times, right? Right. Which even that had huge elements of the blues in it. Like they're they're they one all, of my, yeah they yeah. just they that's their foundation oh totally so like just seeing that and then moving down that rabbit hole really led me to it so Mm -hmm. that's really i don't know that's cool that's that's dawson's story like yeah sure yeah and and, to the blues yeah Yeah. and then you got the uh stevie ray and then all the all the other grunge and the nickelback and oh yeah and then (laughs) and i could go on about all the guitarists and oh sure blues you know blues musicians who have influenced me yeah cool what uh, who, who are some of the who what's your top five top five? Oh my god you're gonna make me do this yeah oh jeez. top five this week okay. <laughs> i won't right. make you well, here, box I'll, it in for eternity <laughs> i'll try to just think of just like the five five like super influential um, cool hit me i will say stevie to start stevie ray vaughn johnny winter oh yeah okay cool good Big pick deal yeah I'll go with Garrett Mason okay. out of Nova Scotia. I'm not familiar with Garrett Mason. Yeah, That's... he's Dutch, the son of Dutch Mason, who's a the prime minister of the blues in Canada. And, and he is, I, I guess, not as well known as he should be, but he has honestly just had a huge impact on me and just is the greatest player. And huh. so I will say him. Um, I'll say Hollywood Fats. Okay, Do you know yeah. Hollywood Fats at I know, all? I know the name. Yeah. Um, he was around in, in like the seventies and eighties okay. and he did some work with Muddy Waters, but he was just oh, cool. like, uh, they, they put out like one studio album and to me it's just like, just that's the sound of like, that, that is what a blues band should sound like a rhythm section. Like it's just, right. uh, so any, but Hollywood Fats, um, for sure. Oh man, you're really you're really boxing me in here. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, do, do you want to extend I'm it to just, like seven? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Freddie King for all his like 
instrumental stuff that cool. I've like. That's a good pick. Yeah, because it's when you like I didn't sing for the longest time, obviously. So when you can't sing, you got to learn instrumental tunes. Sure. So it was Freddie King has you know like probably like twenty or thirty of those. So that's all. now just in terms <laughs> of that. Do you feel? Do you really feel that it was that you couldn't sing, or that you just didn't to um, like really pay that much attention to it for maybe just being afraid of not doing a good job? I think that when I was like younger, I was, and I was like just playing guitar. To me, like singing was like like a distraction, like. And first of all, I couldn't, I wasn't good, sure. but I just even, I didn't even really think about doing it because it was just kind of like, but I'm a guitar player, you know? Right. I don't want people to think I'm some singer, songwriter, girl who's, which <laughs> honestly I fully respect now, big time. But at the, but time, at the time it was just like, like, I'm not fucking Jewel. I'm exactly. You know, I'm, yeah. Know, I'm a rock guitar yeah. player. But, know? but now those are the people who I'm like, wow, wow. You know, I want to, I want to be able to do that. But, <laughs> uh, but at the time, yeah. So that was sort of it. It was all about guitar and and then in Humber you know you have to sing in the the class and and that was a little like I'm just such a quiet person generally yeah that uh like I mean not all the time but generally generally speaking sure and so it was yeah it's scary singing in front of people and and when you don't really know how to do it you know but you have to that you're being you know so and I was just always like felt like it was something I couldn't do like it was just it was just something that I wasn't going to, wasn't in the cards for me. Sure. Even, you know, as I started to want to be able to. Um, and, but then, you know, I think it was definitely like Ryan Weber who Pushed was just really like, hard. yeah, like, um, yeah. I think I might have been like singing along to something and he said, maybe something like, that doesn't suck. Right. <laughs> no, no. He was more, more like, but basically for anyone to say that, right. like, it's like, what? I, I don't like totally suck, really? Oh. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll try, you know, I'll at least try. Yeah. And then I just not? like, just like with guitar, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this every day for hours and just work on it yeah. and get it to an acceptable level that I can perform. And I'm not saying like, like I have like great skills, but I can at least perform. I like feel... your voice quite a bit, actually. Well, thank you. That's um, a nice compliment. I, I, I f- find your tone to be very interesting. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. But you also have you have really good pitch. Thank you. And the other thing, too, is that I find that sometimes, especially like people that are maybe a little bit newer to singing, and I was super guilty of this for way longer than I should have been, um, but a lot of people will really fucking swing for the fences like right more than they should. I and can't. I don't. I can't do that. I don't know. How, like, I just don't. I know that I can't. <laughs> do that at this time sure yeah i gotta and, stay within the limits yeah and then yeah. And, and just kind of consistently expand yeah. the boundaries mm-hmm. right and then as you kind of unlock these doors then you can start walking through yeah. it and stuff which i i respect the shit out of that because when i first wanted to start singing i i didn't go about it wisely <laughs> i just went for went it for and it, it was really bad for a really long time uh-huh. and then i was like i should maybe you know dial it back and actually like legitimately practice yeah and, and, and work on this mm-hmm. the same way i would like i don't know why it took me so long to uh figure out that i i have to practice this instrument the same way i would exactly. any other yeah you know which is so foolish 
But I just, I, I think maybe because I just assumed that it should be an innate thing, just almost yeah, the same way that speaking is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is totally, I mean, I guess for some people that's the case, but then they're, th- those are the same kind of freaks that could just sit down at a piano or pick up a guitar or, <laughs> sure. or any other instrument yeah. and just kind of do it. Like mm-hmm. those freaks exist. <laughs> Yeah. But and I don't mean freak in a derogatory <laughs> way. I mean yeah. like yeah. that's a special human being that's yeah. an outlier in and some statistically. People, yeah, I think some people are no matter what more like they have more natural ability with singing. There's no doubt sure. to me. Like something about <laughs> your your physical nature or whatever. Yeah, I don't totally. know what it is. But I always thought again like you like that you it's innate you have to but no, it's like, it's an instrument. Yeah, like work on totally. it. You might see some. Maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And you won't, you're not going to be like this type of singer because you just don't necessarily have. Yeah. You don't but, have that voice. Yeah. But you can be like this. You can, uh, you totally. know, you can, <coughs> you know, at least sing in tune and make something happen yeah. and write some songs out of it. And yeah. yeah. And make, make your voice work for you. Exactly. Instead of trying to work against it. Exactly. Which yeah. uh, I struggled with for a really long time. So it's, it's, but you sound great. Well, you, uh, thank man, you. you can, sometimes you can hit some notes. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I can, I'm sick now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's what I apologize for continually coughing and turning away ah, from the mic and stuff. It's all good. Um, but, um, yeah, so sometimes, and and the other thing too, though, that and it took it, again, like what I was saying, how it took me a while to discover, mm-hmm. this is what I can do, and this is what I can. Like, yeah. there's there's a very <laughs> uh, logic founded reason that I don't try to sing something like playing the game by Queen, right. but I'm totally cool with say singing some Wilson Pickett, mm-hmm. right? Because that's just, that's just more my wheelhouse. Right. You know, yeah. and, and it, when I do that stuff, it doesn't sound terrible. It could, you know, it could always be better. Like right. anything where anybody's doing could always be better. Oh yeah. Um, given, but. but it's, it's like you were saying, it's, it's acceptable to perform. Well, yeah. Right? And it's even, it's good, but like, but you realize like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to not maybe do this, yeah. you know? And, and you try stuff and you go, yeah. whoops. Or you go, oh shit, I didn't realize I was capable of yeah. that thing. Exactly. That's really cool. Next time I'm out in front of folks, I'm going to recreate that. Or, you know, again, in the practice space, if you have that whoops moment, you go, oh fuck. Yeah. So it's really a good thing that I discovered that in <laughs> yeah. private. Yeah. That that's a disaster <laughs> and to stay away from yeah. that avenue. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful that, um, like you were saying, that Ryan really started to push you to start yeah. singing. I'm really thankful that he did because I, I, I remember, um, it, it was a webs show and mm-hmm. it was more stripped down. It was like an acoustic one, mm-hmm. and it was at the Red Dog, and you guys were playing, and you started to sing, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you like were this, there, eh? Yeah, oh, and it nice. was great. I was, like, again, I was you shocked me Aww. like the first time i heard you play guitar i was like holy <laughs> shit and then you started saying i was like no fucking way and then i think even in that night too i think you played a little bit of bass as well did you not yeah yeah okay nice i thought thing. so <laughs> i mean like, that's enough yeah i'd like to work on that a lot more um being a bass player that's a whole other mindset i think you it's know? A, it and is a different animal for it, sure it's a beautiful mindset though man you're really locked into what the rhythm should be and and, and just you know and driving the tune and yeah. so i mean i feel an underappreciated instrument 
space. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I think it like by musicians, it's oh, so appreciated. Yes. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did. I did. I totally didn't mean within the musician community. Yeah. Like I mean, like I just the... think bass players are well. They're holding it down. <laughs> they're they're making the song sound good. <laughs> and if if you have a good drummer to play with, right? Yeah, definitely. If if yeah. your if your drummer's shite, then everything is shite. Yeah, unfortunately. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like oh, there's at least for me, and I'm I'm maybe a little biased because I've been playing bass almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, that oh, there's oh, there's all really nothing worse than a bad drummer. It just. <laughs> Oh, fingernails on a chalkboard is just, oh my God, (laughs) can't take it. But, uh, um, sorry, no, when, when you started singing that like floored me, it's really, and the other thing too is like, cause that was, was that a year ago? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been about a year ago and you just keep getting better, which I mean, would stand to reason. Cause like you said, you approach it the same way you did guitar. You're going to practice every day and you're going to work. Yeah, definitely. And, and I I truly believe that the audience sees sees that paying dividends because cool. you can I can I can totally fucking hear it like like that's, you know that's like, very kind thank you well, yeah. well I'm not just <coughs> may, maybe but I'm not trying to blow smoke is <laughs> yeah. I, I guess is what I, I want to get at though like I'm mm-hmm. I really don't like paying false comp uh, compliments rather because it doesn't do anybody any good it's right. it's more of a disservice really if you're mm-hmm. like wow that's awesome whereas <laughs> yeah. opposed to, you know now you don't want to be shitty to somebody yeah. either and go and like destroy their esteem right but i think paying false confidence doesn't or compliments god damn it um i don't think that paying false compliments really does anybody any good no i think uh, there's a way to, to say things for sure like just like you know and then if you see that someone's like working at something it's just like hey this yeah. was good this needs work and yeah yeah like i like i'm fully I, I don't mean to sound like, oh, I know what's up, but I, I know what I got to work on. Like, I know where I'm. Sure. And so, I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter either way for me what, what people say. I kind of know. But it is nice to feel, like, sometimes you feel down on yourself or whatever. Of course. And it, it really helps when someone's just like, hey, that was good. It's like, oh, shit, nice. I wasn't yeah. terrible. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, there's, but I think any musician, like, I know you're probably the same as me. Like, it's like you know what you want to work on and like yeah for the most part like i i know i know it needs immediate attention right you know it's like the last time i'm you know the last show i played this was this was good this was good i can kind of i don't need to spend that much time on this stuff i mean maintenance Mm -hmm. needs to be done yeah but there's no frontier necessarily here that needs to be pushed this thing on the other hand was a just was not up to par right. and really needs some work mm-hmm. you know or um or like um I, I i'm obviously you would have seen the drum kit when we came in here yeah um i'm a terrible drummer yeah like i'm too. really bad <laughs> and i for the foreseeable future i can't see myself performing on mm-hmm. drums in front of an audience but um Man, I really enjoy it. The only That's thing great. is, though, is that I, uh, in an instrument that at least um, physically is quite alien, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to know what does need work. Right. You know? It's nice to um, have someone sort of just... Yeah, to go, you know, if you do this little thing, yeah. which is kind of cool, because every once in a while I'll, I'll pick Marcus's brain or yeah. or something like that. I'll be like, man, I'm having trouble with this concept. And he'll go, oh, 
this little thing. Mm-hmm. And then it, I mean, it obviously doesn't fix it immediately, but it, it definitely you know. takes some of the, the strain off what I'm, I'm like, oh man, I've been fucking doing this totally wrong. Yeah. You know? I've discovered that with like guitar stuff from watching Sam and sure. Ryan. Like just stuff I'd be doing that would just not be efficient. And it's like, why am I getting tired? Oh, it's because I'm holding the pick this way and doing this and then and just, right. just from watching them like they are the ultimate they just yeah they're really they, good <laughs> they're really good they got it down yeah yeah it was it's funny uh when when you and ryan walked into uh the piggy yeah um <laughs> i like ryan a lot but every time he comes in when i'm playing all of a sudden i'm like oh no like I just I get terrified. I'm like bass player thing. Yeah, a little bit, and also just just the level of proficiency that that guy's got on. Like anytime I play, see him play anything, I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah, because he's, he's just incredible. He is. At it. and obviously he works for it. Like um, now, granted, I'm sure there was some innate ability. Some like I'm not I'm not trying to you know discredit any work that's gone into it because to be that good you you have to fucking work well i think it's just but, them two brothers yeah you know coming up learning together yeah they're just like the brown clan too yeah they're all yeah. just you know they're freaks in yeah, a way exactly. i mean now you know? they all they all practice you know and they all work for it but at the same time they just i i feel like um the webbers and the browns and stuff like that, i feel like they maybe comprehend on a level that i'm not at they oh. just hear and see shit that maybe I don't. I think um, you got a lot of shit down, Dawson. Uh, <laughs> I think you're mean to yourself. Well, but I think, you know. You... Maybe. Maybe. I, uh, my my esteem was, like, devastated when I went to college. Um, which I think was good, though, because I was, I was pretty cocky when right. I got there. And now I feel that I'm maybe just... I don't necessarily think I'm down on myself, but I'm more aware of where I sit on the totem pole. Well, and that's like, that's, anyone should be like that. Anyone should know, like, you yeah. know, I, you know, or just like have an understanding that they've got to work at, at things all the time. And sure. they're, but also sometimes just like, let yourself like, be like, Hey, I got this down. I did good. You know, I, Oh yeah. Like I'm... Sometimes you got to tell yourself that so that it, you, which gives you incentive like to, to keep going because For it, sure. the music thing is like, can just be like gig after gig. It's like. You might you can do one thing that just sucks and you can feel devastated about it. Yeah. But it's not gonna help. Like Yeah. <laughs> you no, gotta for sure. you gotta move past it like Oh yeah, yeah. I I I don't I try not to get hung up on, on mm-hmm. little mistakes, but I definitely file them away. Right. So and that I know what needs work. Yeah, that's right? perfect. Yeah. You know, 'cause uh and I tell this to to all my students too, is if especially in the moment if you get hung up on a mistake, mm-hmm. it's going to snowball and you're going to train oh, big rack, time. Yeah. Right? But if you just go, damn, oh, well, in the filing cabinet and then I, I got to move on. That's, exactly. That second, that fraction of a second in time is gone. You have you know, to there's, do that. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it now except when I get home, go, ah, this tune, there was a hiccup somewhere. Even if you don't yeah. remember exactly where it was, you can go, this song needs work mm-hmm. or this technique is a little sloppy mm-hmm. or or whatever um but uh yeah no i don't i don't know if i'm necessarily like hard on myself but i think the other thing is too is um and and hopefully it's it's being shown through this podcast that um a lot of my friends and 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 people i hang out with and stuff are just so wickedly good 
at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I would want that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have them on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, if, you know, if everybody wasn't so fucking amazing at what they do, <laughs> I probably would maybe have a, a, a bit of a bigger head. But I see I see cats like you and, and everybody else in the Webbers and... Um, and, and just like all the people that I try to hang out with as much as possible mm-hmm. because you you guys are really all so good that it, it helps keep me driven. Yeah. And it also helps let me know that, yeah, I'm improving, but there's, you know, there's this thing that this person does that I can totally learn from. Right. Because they've got that technique down to a level that I just don't. Yeah. You know, well, and, and good, go. That's a great mindset. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always like, I've always feel like that I'm <laughs> this sounds like me to, but I'm, I'm being serious like I like the least talented person in the group but like there's always someone you know it's always like there will always be somebody better and yeah, that's the that, coolest thing though I because don't you mind sitting always, there <laughs> yeah but well and it's, it's neat though especially like um your vocals have gotten so good since like and but like at a fast rate since you started playing with the Webbers which is something that like in I don't like. I haven't seen a whole lot of the the Whalers shows, but I don't. You didn't sing at all in no. that group. I didn't think so. No. And so, like, just something like that, though, like putting yourself in situations where you are forced to grow, yeah. and at yeah. a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's awesome. It might be. It might feel at first scary or uncomfortable, but that's uh, it's so good for anything. Yeah. Like, um, which is, I mean. That's part of the reason why I, I like picking up new instruments and stuff too, because mm-hmm. it kind of takes you back to square one. And you're like, "Wow, I'm garbage," you know. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and 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 you've got these other instruments where you're like, "I'm pretty proficient at this thing. This is so bad. I want to catch it up." Yeah. And now, luckily, there's a lot of transferable skills. Like you understand yeah, chord progressions, and you understand harmony and melody and mm-hmm. and rhythm and all that kind of stuff. But then, like, all these, like, totally different physical techniques come into play. And you're like, right. whoa, this is so weird. But it's also fun because there's less pressure. It's like, yeah, well, you know, if it fits you, it's like, well, it's not the bass. You know, I'm I don't, not expected to be great. I can just... Right. Yeah, I can just kind of fuck around on these drums and it'll yeah. sound like crap. And the cat will run away terrified. And yeah. that's about it. But it's like being a teenager. Yeah, again, you know? it is. It really is. <laughs> and it's cool, too, because you get to have those really huge aha moments, mm-hmm. which I find that... Um, in the last like three or four years, like obviously I still get them, mm-hmm. but at least on bass, they're a little bit fewer and further between. Yeah. Um, I feel like every time it happens though, my game steps up in a big way, mm-hmm. but it takes a little bit more of a really deep dive on something to go, oh, that, th- whatever it might be. Yeah. Like my slap and pop was really, it's still not good. But it was really bad for a long time. And so something I just started doing is, you know, playing almost every song I already know how to play in slap and pop. That's a great idea. And, yeah. and then like all the other drills that I would do, just regular finger style, do that in slap and pop. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, and then you have that kind of like, ha. Yeah. And that was kind of the, that was the big one for the last six months. Cool. Was, was that. That's awesome. But like. When I was younger, it felt like those, like, oh my god, this thing. Mm-hmm. That would, it felt like that came a lot more. Yeah, that's readily, na- that's you know what I'm normal saying? though. I mean, 
there's everything's new when you're when you're that age yeah for sure but yeah and when and again like the transferable skills you do have a lot you know a lot going in so yeah it helps for sure do you so then with that then did you find that um because clearly you know your shit on a guitar do you (laughs) find that that helped coming into the vocal um like yeah in the sense that like i'm a musician and i like i know if I'm not in tune, mm-hmm. but um, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to be like, it's just, I'm like singing is like, again, an instrument. And like, I still don't know how to do it. Perfect. Like shouldn't even say perfect, like properly. <laughs> like I, I just do what I can do. And I, you know, I know if it's if wrong. Right. But that's sure. again, it's like, I just, it's practice, right? Yeah, I got to get better. At. Yeah, yeah. So I can, I think I can teach myself a lot of stuff. Sure. But, um, but it's still going to take, I think just as long to like really get to like my, like I have a hard time with like being on stage and singing harmonies. Cause when you can't like hear yourself, like you really want to. Right. That can, it's sort of, you get scared or whatever. Like I can't mm. hear myself. Right. That's something I'm really trying to work on now too a lot because Mm -hmm. i think harmony singing is like harder you know it definitely um is a different skill set um and and one that i've been working on quite a bit in the last few years because and i i i still shit the bed every once in a while you know (laughs) your harmonies are awesome oh well thank you yeah i appreciate that um one one person that I, I genuinely think has like stellar harmonies is Marcus Brown. Oh yeah. That Big dude time. is incredible. Yeah. And just hanging out with him more and more in the in the last like six or seven months or however long we've been like consistently yeah. hanging out. He's taught me a lot. A lot, He's a lot. Amazing. And um and also just for like better vocal technique, Caitlin O'Connor. Yeah. Because uh, huge like, pipes. <sighs> Huge. Bananas. Yeah. Um, but her lesson room is right next door to mine. Mm-hmm. So anytime I've got a break and she has a break at the same time, I'm like, hey, dude, um, I'll tell you some stuff about ukulele if you tell me some stuff about vocals. <laughs> That's beautiful. Right? Beautiful so, exchange. Yeah, you get the, you get the <laughs> trade information. Do you, do you do that much with the webs? Like, uh, Yeah, I think, like, I'm, again, like, just observing. Like, I pick up right. stuff. Not that I can, like... <laughs> recreate it the way i want to but like like yeah i'm always trying to like like get you know tr- to, to pick stuff up and and learn and, and rico his harmonies yeah again he's a brown yeah so. exactly so we of don't... course they're great you know misha's harmonies are staggering Misha, as well misha's and... just like yeah i can i can be a musician too because i'm a brown yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i have the dna so it'll exactly. be just fine yeah <laughs> oh yeah like oh man i try to pick up stuff wherever i can for sure um uh, yeah um but but yeah we were saying marcus um yeah he's just and and i was gonna say that now i have to take over some of his harmonies (laughs) yeah and so i'm like damn it marcus yeah you sang a lot of shit (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh i I love playing with that guy he's a beautiful person he is he's so much fun to hang out with Mm -hmm. too like even just outside of music like it's it's pretty rare, but um, there have been a couple of occasions where we just sat down and played N64 nice. together. It's like, yeah, this is really fun. You just totally kicked my ass at Goldeneye, <laughs> but I don't care. Because, He's just good at things. You uh, can't know, help right? it, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I didn't mean to be so good at this. I just kind of am. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but like, I will just say like the Webbers are just like, you just sort of have to watch them and, and yeah. just understand, like try to try to understand, you know what they're doing. A lot of it's just like, they're just like, so like, they have everything under the, their fingers that they yeah. need. That their confidence is just like incredible, and it, that's just what makes them. I, don't, I can't. I can't even describe it. But it's just like right. I you trust have me. To watch it to yeah. understand. I just want to make it clear that yeah, I'm, I do try to to pick up whatever I can. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How did how did you joining that group come about? It was. It's so interesting. It's like. I moved to Peterborough kind of randomly. Mm-hmm. We won't get into everything, sure, um, sure. but but it was pretty random, and like pretty soon after I moved here is when I left the Whalers. Yep. And when I left the Whalers, um, Ryan wrote me a message just to say, you know, must be a hard time, you know, whatever stuff like that. Just just like would have been a hard decision, and you know, and and I was like, oh. Uh, I wonder if he knows I live in Peterborough. I saw he's like posting about a show. I'll I'll go check it out, you know. And and he did. They they didn't know I lived here or anything. And so we just started. And sorry, that very week they had this idea to uh, do a video for Sheila in Thunder Bay. Have you ever played the Apollo in Thunder Bay? No. Okay. Well, it's this really uh, special place in Thunder Bay. Uh, it's a great venue. And Sheila, the owner, was sick. And uh, with cancer, so we made a video for her. Okay. And just that very week, they were like, oh, do you want to play bass in this song? I was like, oh, I don't really play bass, but I'm going to try because <laughs> I want to be in this video. And anyway, just out of that, we just started playing together. That's or, or they cool. just They let me uh, they join. Kind of, they just kind of absorbed you into the group. <laughs> yeah. And I like, was all right, you're coming with us. Very grateful. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And that was too... Two, over two years over ago your, now. Over two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Because I was, I was still at a... Uh, <laughs> I think Amber dropped something. Uh, <laughs> um, I was still at a... Uh, I was not at Long McQuaid. Not yet. At that point, no. Was there even a Long McQuaid? No. Yeah. That's there right. There's something else, right? It was, uh, oh, it was it's still Buds. Buds, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I yeah, I remember when you first moved to town. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, cause I, I admired your playing, uh, from when you were still, were you, were you in Toronto or where were you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought so. Um, when you were still, you know, uh, out of town, I was like, wow. Yeah. Chick's a great guitar player. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then when you moved here, ran into you, I think it was just downtown. I think the... I, you know what I think it was with the Dobro. That's exactly yeah. what it was. That's exactly what it was. Little jam there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, um, which was really cool because I, I think before that, the last time I had played with you was... Aaron? It might have been at the Aaron Theater. Um, I know I saw... Where did I see you? The Frankfurt Island Music Fest. I remember that's that. That's very possible. Um, with Jane? Yeah, yeah, Jane yeah. Archer? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. If it was, if it was Frankfurt, if that might have been the day when I had a migraine... And the only reason I was able to even walk around was, ah, uh, this is going to make me sound like such a fucking drug addict. Um, <laughs> oh, no. She gave me a pot cookie. Oh, uh, I heard she made, you know, oh, you know what? Hmm. Sorry. I don't, I won't get into it. But 
pot we'll cookies i think are legendary a little a yeah. little um <laughs> but uh she uh, yeah um so i had this edible because <laughs> and i don't care what anybody thinks if you've never actually used thc or cbd for medicinal purposes and you're if you try to demonize it you don't know what the fuck you're talking about is kind of the bottom line like yeah. i've like there there are proven studies that show what it what it does for people and now that being said i hardly ever smoke mm-hmm. like on it like um have you ever, have you ever seen me high i don't think so okay it's um it's kind of sad <laughs> it's, it's well i'll take like the smallest little puff off of something and it, even if it's like insanely weak yeah. weed i'll take like one little hoot and then I just fucking <laughs> just turtle right up, yeah. and I stop talking, and yeah. um, because I'm because I'm freaking out on the inside. I yeah. can't. I just don't handle being high very well. Right. Um, but that being said, I do suffer from migraines, and mm-hmm. uh, marijuana, especially edible, um, is really one of the only things that. And it's twofold. One, um, first and foremost, my migraines make me throw up. Oh. Because they are. They're really bad. Um, so it settles my stomach. The, right. uh, the nausea completely goes away. That's cool. um, and then secondly, it, release, it relaxes the muscles because it's um, CBD especially, which is uh, one of the other active ingredients. It's, not, it's non-psychoactive, but it is in uh, cannabis. It's an anti-inflammatory and it's a painkiller. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient, which is what gets you all fucked up. Yeah. Um, it makes you care less <laughs> right. that, that you hurt. Uh, <laughs> but the CBD kind of releases the muscles and stuff and it just allows you to relax. So I was able to, if it, if I'm think if I've got the place right, it could, I might be wrong, but um, I feel like if it was the Frankfurt Blues Festival, I had to take a, a pot cookie to be able to even move because normally if, uh, if I'm just, if, if I have no obligations and a migraine hits, I will, uh, I'll just go into a pitch black room, put an ice bag on my face, or ice bag, ice pack on my face and try to sleep the day away. Cause my day's like fucking ruined. Yeah. Uh, thank God it was, um, cause it was a festival. I think we had like a f- maybe a 30 or 40 minute set. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't I'm pretty sure we weren't headlining. Well, I can, I uh, mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I might get my festivals mixed up. I don't okay. know, but I know I've seen you. Yeah. Like yeah. I know like with, with Jane and, and now you're broken harmony right that's your... uh, yeah uh well Br- brandon is essentially like he started the group and then right. um i actually kind of came on more behind the scenes initially um i was helping a lot with um primarily the lyrics but um i i would give suggestions for arrangement and stuff like that mm-hmm. but brandon had a ton of material instrumentally already written yeah. and he had he had some concepts for for what he wanted to talk about in these tunes yeah but he at the time uh wasn't super confident with with his lyrics mm-hmm. so he asked me to come help him and cool. i was like fuck yeah man I'm, lyrics is one of my favorite things to do nice uh because being a loser in high school uh and, be, <laughs> and being super uh jaded and depressed all the time seriously led me to uh to a lot of poetry and stuff. Okay. So that's uh, reading a lot of poetry as well as writing it. So right. I got into lyric writing actually super super young. Um, I was thirteen when I first started writing songs. Nice. Uh, without any instrument. Well, so not even songs. Just reading uh, writing poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I've just kind of, you know, kept on that path and uh, writing a lot of lyrics. So Brandon uh, asked me to do that. And then um, it was a scheduling conflict for the reason that the, the bass player at the time uh, wasn't able to continue on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that they weren't getting along and it wasn't that he wasn't good enough because Greg Marshak's a he's a fucking awesome oh, yeah. bass player and he's a super cool dude awesome. too. So yeah. it's like there was no, absolutely no bad blood whatsoever. It was just scheduling problems. Mm-hmm. So um, when he wasn't able to continue on, Brandon's like, you're already kind of in the band. Why don't you just be on stage with me? Yeah. And I was like, you fuck yeah, let's together. do it. Thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate great, that. Uh, chemistry. Dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Dynamic. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's a good word mm. for it too. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a lot of fun because Brandon and I are, we're really good friends yeah, and you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank we, you. we hang out a lot and I love the way he plays and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he likes the way I play. Otherwise I wouldn't be around. <laughs> it's a mutual love. Yeah. You know, it's a big love yeah. fest. Yeah. And, um, and then actually we kind of, we kind of st- Stole your drummer, <laughs> Marcus. Kinda oh no. has been playing with us a little bit, uh, but we we kind of we've been flip flopping between um, uh, Marcus and and Matt Greco, who's also right. a really good drummer. Yeah, um, and a super cool cat too. Um, but uh, really good drummers are hard to find, as yeah. I'm sure you know, because they're always in super high demand. So right, I think with Marcus, I think he needed to to uh, slow down from from the road. Yeah. You know? That was that's what he was saying too. And he's yeah. getting married. Yes, he is. So yeah. big congrats to to Marcus and Adrian. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Woo. Woo. Marcus and Adrian. Yeah. That she, couple. Yeah, she's really cool. She I, is. Yeah. She taught me some dance. Like she's she's awesome. Yeah. We exchanged. You know, you were talking about exchanging. We exchanged. I gave her a guitar lesson. She gave me a dance lesson. Nice. So. I didn't know she was a dancer. Oh, she is. That doesn't surprise she's me. She's awesome. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. Uh, I um, when I had vertigo. Um, I had to go to this physiotherapy center, uh, to get my head like jiggled around in this mm-hmm. right way to, I don't know. It fixed me. That's all that matters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cause it was brutal. Um, but she, she worked there and I, it was kind of funny cause I didn't even recognize her at first cause I was so out of it. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, Hey Dawson. And I was like, huh? Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Hey dude, what's up? So yeah, it was, it's, it's cool. She, um. Uh, She's very neat. And then, again, like, so the dancing thing, that's awesome. And also the fact that she works in a place that helps people also doesn't surprise me. Because yeah. she's just, Definitely. she and Marcus both are such incredibly nice people. They so are. it's. It, Love it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's, good but it's really voice. cool. I, yeah, that's a good Carmen voice. I dig it. I think, I think Marcus is the one that told me originally that I had a good Carmen voice. Yeah. Especially when he's like. <laughs> You have like almost the uh, the carbon voice when he's like, "Big man." That that one. You know what I'm talking about? Man. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Big man. Yeah. I ride my teeny bicycle to school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think every time I say, if I say like, "Hey guys." Yeah. Oh wow, that is pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. And I say that a lot. So. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I used to I used to play in a band with this dude named uh, Kyle. Um, Kyle Nurse. Really mm-hmm. good drummer. Very cool dude. And um, every time I saw him, I was like, Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's good. And he's just like, he's like, why do you do that? I was like, I've never been in a band with someone named Kyle before, so <laughs> get used to it. That's great. Because this is, this is the way I'm going to talk to you. 
yeah. all the time. It's beautiful. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was irritating as shit, but um, yeah, I used to do that a lot. But it's and uh, um, ha- it's really neat actually just having you in Peterborough because now, thankfully, you you frequent the the same open mic that all of us do. Yes, because it's the best. I gave it the award for greatest open mic in the country. Wow. Did you I, hear that, Matt Simon? Oh, he uh, he! I gave it straight to him. Oh, okay. There was no physical award. Right. But I told him. Just the praise itself. Yeah. yeah. I think I might have had a few drinks, and I just went up to Dave <laughs> and Matt. I was like, this has got to be the best open mic in the country. Yeah, I agree. It's such a good vibe there. Yeah, it really is. And there's a lot of people that are really wicked players that yeah. come out to it, That's too. That's what's so amazing, yeah. I know, and... Like not just not just the ability, but the the lack of shitty ego. Yeah, you know, definitely. Just, everyone just wants to you know play their couple tunes and then watch everyone else do their couple yeah. tunes, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it, it feels like a community. It and is, yeah. also something that's super cool is you have been super nice and and asked me to come up and play with you every once in a while, which I, I love really, when you do that. I fucking love playing with you too because <laughs> I you know before that. We, you know, we jammed together, I think, on one or two songs at the Aaron Theater. That was it, eh? I think that was about it until you moved to Peterborough. Yeah. And now, you know, every every couple of weeks. Yeah, if I, you'll show up consistently. In in my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I teach pretty well full time. Yeah. And, and I've got, I have this show. Right. And um, I, I... I play in a couple of different bands. Yeah. And, um, it's and, cool. It's cool, Dawson. Yeah. Just make sure you're there on Tuesday. I try to be. I try to be. Because <laughs> uh, no. then I get to do cool shit like play Waterfall by, by TLC. Well, that's the funny thing. About, <laughs> like, I, what I love about the open mic is you can just do whatever you want. I know, right? There's... If you're just like, I think this song's cool, I'm going to play it. Yeah. Nobody it. has any preconceived notions no. of what you should be doing. No, and... it's up to you. Yeah. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Something I've been thinking about doing, um, I haven't I haven't totally settled on it yet, but mm-hmm. um, are you familiar with Postmodern Jukebox? I've heard you... that. What is it? Okay. Uh, they, they're this, well, it's primarily the this one dude. He's a piano player. And, uh, and an arranger, and he brings in all these different musician friends of his that are all just fucking insanely good, mm-hmm. and they do kind of weird renditions of songs that you would just not expect to be played in that style. Right. Um, and one of them that I just absolutely adore is this, like, really, really, really sexy, like, 19, uh, say, like, 40s jazz version of all about that bass. Oh, okay. And it's um, the the version that I particularly enjoy is this trio version. It's uh, I can't remember the name of the drummer. I can't even remember the name of the piano player, the dude. Um, but this girl, Kate Davis. Yes, I've heard of that. Of her, yeah. It's oh, she's she's yeah. incredible, and not only she is a stellar upright bass player, like mm-hmm. really fucking good, yeah. but she sings super well. And it could, maybe it's just because of how good she is. I find her just incredibly attractive because it's <laughs> like you you sing and play infinitely better than I do. So that's just immediately hot to me. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you get that. Like when you see like uh, 
a really wailing guitarist or something. I like, think musicians tend okay. to attract I, to each other. I, yeah, yeah, I think so too. You mm-hmm. just you see somebody play incredibly well, and you're just like, that's that's attractive. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they do a version of all about that bass, and I was thinking, how much fun would that be? But kind of almost rewrite the lyrics to be from a dude's point of view mm-hmm. uh, because I think it would be kind of weird for me to to sing the the female lyrics because right. uh, for like for a couple of reasons one I'm I'm a dude right and two I'm like 140 pounds soaking wet <laughs> and I'm five foot ten so um, that also just doesn't <laughs> aesthetically it doesn't sure. align yeah. to 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 the lyrics so I was thinking it would be kind of fun to almost like rewrite the lyrics and and, and do that at one of the open mics yeah uh, I, I, I thought that would be kind of funny and then do it um yeah because why not right because yeah. i and i think i think no one would expect me to play a megan trainer song <laughs> unless they listen to this podcast uh, then they'll yeah. know but then they'll know maybe you'll cut this part out maybe or i'll just do it before this airs now we're talking yeah because this is episode uh 13 oh you're, is it you're lucky 13 yes um and uh, episode five is going up tonight. Okay. So, so I'll be I've up in some... about August. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> it just, it takes a while to cut the episodes. Oh, yeah. And stuff sure. like that. Uh, on top of like all the other stuff I'm attempting to do because, and we were talking about it earlier. Um, I was in Toronto over the weekend for, um, for a screening of that movie that I was in called behind my eyes you can find it on youtube um it's a it's actually this really really nasty um horror flick where i lost all kinds of weight for it and i was like really gross looking oh i was 128 pounds when we shot it yeah i was really 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 emaciated that's what i weigh and gross looking something like that wow you were i was really small yeah like well thin i was the same height but but um width wise Mm -hmm. it it was definitely some malnourishment going on uh sorry i've totally gotten off topic um i guess basically what i was trying to get is just i'm really glad you're in peterborough because i thoroughly enjoy playing with you and and when i don't get to just listening to what you do i'm glad to be in peterborough because of people like you and all the great musicians and there there are a lot of really great players in this area which is kind of wild it you know, is. I always think about it. It's like, wow, how did everyone end up here? It's, it's, like... it's a weird kind of <laughs> vortex. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks people into it. And there's like, how many places to play here? There are quite a few. Like there for, for a such few. a small right town, like eighty-one thousand people, I think yeah. is, is like, what we've got here. Yeah, it's like every other place. It's like, oh yeah, you can you can get a gig there, or like whatever. Yeah, you play there, you play there, you play there, you play there. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, you you might be playing for the door. I mean, you probably are. Probably, but you can you can play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Like especially if you're trying out a bunch of new stuff. Yes, and yeah. you don't want to necessarily have either a huge cover charge or you don't want to gamble on trying to get a bar to give you a guarantee on stuff that may or may not work out right. super well. Sure. Um, now that could also just be me trying to justify playing for a, for a door charge. <laughs> well, I think but, like, no, I totally, I, when I did like my first ever, so like show under my own name. That's is right. That... The Emily Burgess yeah. band, which is, you guys are great. Well, by it's the way. just like, people from the webbers 
helping me. Yeah. <laughs> but still, um, I mean, you could, you know, you could have gone the other way and, and hired people that aren't nearly as good as they are. <laughs> right? Well, why would I want to do that? I, I don't love know. those guys. I know. I totally agree. I'm just saying it was a, it's a possibility. I'm not yeah. saying it would have been a smart way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't see, I don't see where, I can't imagine doing that like somewhere else. I don't know. It was just like. Just contact the garnet, like, can I do a gig here? It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like, got your first ever solo show. And yeah. It's a big deal when you haven't done that ever. Totally. You know? Totally like, is. By the way, you guys have one of the coolest covers of Bring It On Home I've ever heard. Cool. Like, I have to give, like, full credit to Ryan for that. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Because cause when I came him was like i want to do bring it on home i like that song he's like we won't be doing that song as is <laughs> and not, not, not because like obviously it's a classic song it's because he everybody... doesn't want to hear the same sure. version yeah and a lot of people do it if not exactly the same way as each other in very very similar styles yeah and just the way that you guys shook it up yeah um well it was nice it was very nice of you to ask uh broken harmony to to play with you guys. Yeah, that was and a great show. Eh? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. And I remember you guys started playing it, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to, you know, right on. Uh, Sam Cooke, sweet. And then, uh, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Sam Cooke. But I was of like, course. bring it on home. Okay, cool. Right on. I've, you know, almost every single blues band I've ever been in has played that band, yeah. uh, played that song, rather. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Right on. We, we're getting a standard. Dig it. <laughs> because before that, you did the... Um, the Vaughn Brothers right. tunes, like back yeah. to back, it was like fuck yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then bring it on home, I'm like cool. I'm I am totally convinced that they're gonna do a great job of this song. <laughs> and then it just totally changed shape, like halfway through. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> and yeah. to this day, I hold I hold firm that that is my favorite version of that song. Aww, and there is I, and as far as I know, there isn't a recording of it, which is no kind of tragic. Well, you know, I'm working on the recording stuff. Are you? But, you, you know, it costs money to record a cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I... I, I, I almost just want to write all originals and, sure. and put on... Like, I've started, on, you know, working on the album, but... Have you? Where are you doing it? Uh, Weber's studio. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say, if you don't have somewhere you can do it for free, you it, at least for demos... You're more than welcome to, to come in here and lay some shit oh, down. Oh, thank you. But oh, if you're already doing stuff with the Webers, they probably got better facilities than I do. So, well, so I would uh, probably just you keep got on doing what you doing. a great facility here, Oh, Dawson. wow. Thank you. It's a work in progress, as yeah. is everything. That's <laughs> life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Um, do you have any, uh, by, the, <laughs> by the time this airs, do you have any Emily Burgess shows uh, on the horizon? Okay. Not Emily Burgess shows. Okay. Uh, I'm obviously the Webbers are busy always, all the time, yeah. right? Uh, I will though. I, I mean, I always try to get one in somewhere. Okay. But you know, I'm I'm just sort of you know working stuff out. Um, but I'm also playing um later this month with Sue Foley. She's oh, pretty, cool. I, mean, I don't know if you know her, but she's yeah, a I know the Canadian Foley's. beast of a guitar player, and mm. she's uh she went down to Austin and. Yeah, and so I get to play with her at the end of the month. I get to teach at this um, folk camp in Halliburton in oh, cool. March. And 
That's going to be fun. But other than that, it's Weber's all the way. Nice. Rock and roll. Nice. Are Now, I don't know if this is true because I haven't checked with you, so I'll ask you now. Are you teaching at a Gorilla Studios as well? Is that a thing that's yes, happening? Yes, I have started that, and that's just getting underway. But yes, I am the house teacher at Gorilla Studios. Nice. So. How can people um, sign up for lessons? Um, go me? to the Gorilla uh, studios website or facebook page and go to the contact there and then they'll you know they'll pass on the information cool just real quick because this confused me it's gorilla like gorilla warfare not gorilla like, yeah like it the is primate. sorry if i was pronouncing no no, no 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 yeah. no 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 because just gorilla sounds like gorilla I you know. know no matter who's saying it mm-hmm. uh because we all just kind of yeah. I think everybody instinctively just kind of fucks up the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because it wasn't until I started listening to Rage Against the Machine that I understood the difference between yeah. Gorilla and Gorilla. Gorilla uh, Radio. With, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, I went for a, a rehearsal there and it, I could not for the life of me find it online. So I thought I should put that out there so that people could okay. find Because I was looking yeah. for Gorilla, um. which uh, Gorilla Studios is, if I'm not mistaken, a recording studio in Portugal. Okay. Or something like that. I was like, I'm not going to yeah. fucking Portugal. And I'm not <laughs> teaching there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, Gorilla Studios, um, just their website or their or their Facebook. I'll, I'll mm. put links to it in the thing sure. so that people can can find it and um I'll, I'll touch base with you again about like upcoming shows and stuff um and then i'll put that in the notes as well sounds for, good for when i upload this um awesome okay so weber brothers band like all the time uh yeah. currently getting some recording stuff ready for emily bridges band yep and then uh teaching again at guerrilla studios uh do you have like a facebook page of like you as a musician page or like a twitter or instagram or anything that people can follow you at i don't at this time i use just my personal facebook page to promote things but you know maybe when this podcast is out i will we'll see all right cool if if (laughs) if that is the case then again those will be in the description box and all that kind of good stuff so um i'll touch base with you again about all that later and we'll get that figured out how do you feel about maybe playing playing some tunes sure awesome. sounds good okay thank so. you dawson for having me on the show oh well thank you so much for coming out great. and for for sitting through all my invasive questions oh it's been great all right cool i'm glad you had fun and i'm super looking forward to hearing you play as i'm sure everybody else is so i'm gonna pause this real quick so i can reset up the mics and then we'll uh we'll get to some music sounds good yeah all right ladies and gentlemen give it up for emily burgess Oh, thank you. The song is called Call You My Own. I never had a love like the love I have for you. I can't explain just why I'd give my life to see it through. For two money, boy, you got to see. Your love is not the life for me And fairy tales can happen more than once upon a time And I'll be after you till ever after you are mine Until I get to call you mine 
Dawson for that uh, awesome bass. Uh, well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for letting <laughs> me play with you. Uh, my name is Dallas McManus. You've been listening to 646, and we've had the pleasure of listening to Emily Burgess. We'll see you next week, everybody. Woo! Woo!